Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is reserves, what not to do. I have the pleasure to be here with Rain McGreevy. Rain is a director and co-practice leader with Stromer and Company, and she's also a licensed CAM. Welcome, Rain, to Concerning CAMS, and could you please start by telling us a bit about your background in the accounting field? Most certainly. My name is Rain McGreevy, and I work at Stormer Company as one of the directors, kind of specializing in work with community associations. I've worked with associations for about 15 years now. I've worked some years as an auditor and other years as a manager or director, and I've experienced some of the most unexpected things. Because of my experiences and backgrounds, I bring a wealth of knowledge and examples that can be used for everyday people to help better understand the accounting lingo. Please refresh our memories on what are the reserves and what are required by the statutes. Absolutely. The state of Florida, and that's really what I'm directing this information to, the state of Florida has specific requirements for condominium associations. Condominium associations are required to have roof reserves, painting reserves, paving reserves, and any item in excess of $10,000. Now, if you're a Florida resident and you're in a homeowner's association, statute's a little bit different. They're not required by statutes unless they've been established either by the membership or by the developer at inception. And then once they are created, then they have to be funded unless they're properly weighed. What should an association not put in the reserves and, and why would that be the case? All right. So this is one of those things that some communities, they try to be a little bit creative and they try to think outside the box of what things you want to put into the reserve accounts. Reserves really are funds that are set aside for any future deferred maintenance and capital expenditure. And when we talk about future, generally we're meeting greater than one year. So all of your reoccurring and day-to-day expenses like landscaping or even your annual insurance policy Those things you have on a reoccurring monthly or annual basis, they really don't meet the definition of a reserve. So you really don't want to think about reserving for those items. Another way that I can explain it and and maybe kind of like an everyday kind of logical thinking is think about putting together your budget for the next year for your automobile. You know that you're going to have to get some gas and you know inevitably you're going to have to have some oil changes done. That's part of your normal operation. But you know about once every three years with normal wear and tear, you're probably going to have to get a new set of tires. So that's something that you want to be setting some funds aside for. Those are things that you would put in reserves. They don't happen every single year or even multiple times throughout the year. They happen more or less often than annual, every few years. Those really meet the definitions of something that you'd want to reserve for. What are some other things that associations should not do with their reserves? The one thing I see some associations do, from my experience in auditing, is improperly waiving reserves. Please, 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 as you're going through your budget process and your association, for whatever reason, don't have the funds available to fully fund your reserves and you want to waive them or to partially fund them, this is not something that the board can just go out and say we're waiving reserves or we're funding it less than the fully funding amount. Reserves can only be waived or partially funded by the membership. It is not something that the board can do themselves. The other thing that I see some associations do, and it's very unfortunate, 
it's improperly using their reserve accounts. When you have funds set aside for reserves, they can only be used for their intended purpose unless it is approved by the membership in advance. It actually says this language right in the statutes. So when you have these funds set aside for roof or painting, remember, you can only use what's in the roof for the roof and what's in the painting for the painting. Well, now that we're talking about reserves for other purposes, can an association use reserves for any other major item when they're utilizing the pooling method of reserves? All right, great question. So this kind of brings me to segregating what's the difference between straight line and pooling reserves. So let me explain straight line. And if you can visually imagine having a couple of regular size envelopes, and at each of those separate envelopes, you're going to label and identify what it's for. So let's label envelope one, roof, envelope two, painting, envelope three, paving. Each of those separate envelopes can only be used for those specific items. They cannot be used by anything else unless approved by the membership in advance. Those separate envelopes, that is straight line. Now imagine you have one of those big legal size envelopes and you're putting all of your funds inside of that envelope to be used for what you have it labeled for on the outside, roof, painting, paving. That's all that those big envelope of funds can be used for, those items that it's identified. Where you identify those items, that's part of your budget process. So that's kind of the distinction between straight line and pooling. But like as you just talked about, there gets this little misconception about what can be used under the pooling. And some people actually believe if we have money inside this giant envelope, we can use it for this other large expenditure that comes up. And that's really not the case. You can only use it for what it's identified. And like I said, to figure out what it's identified, that's where you actually are going to be going back to your budget. Your budget is going to actually list and identify what those different reserve expenses can actually be used for. Do you have any other words of wisdom to, for our communities out there when they're talking about reserves? Absolutely. Plan your reserves. The best thing when you're preparing your annual budget every year Go through the process of getting good estimates for your different reserve accounts. You can easily do this by hiring the services of an engineer or reserve study company, and they'll be able to provide you with a formal packet identifying the different um, assets that the association has, how much should be reserved for them, and their useful life. Now, if your association chooses, for whatever reason, not to go the process of getting a formal reserve study, go through the process of getting good estimates from vendors. Don't use Mrs. Joe, Mr. Joe down the road who used to do this for 30 years up north but is now retired. He's not certified under the state of Florida. He doesn't have the expertise to probably know some of the situations that are unique to Florida. We have hurricanes. We have a strong raining season. So his expertise from another region may not be beneficial to the association, and it's important that you don't rely on some of those things. Many companies out there will give you these estimates. They'll happily come out and go through the process of determining what are some of your different reserve items and how much the association should be accumulating for them and about how long before those items will need replacements. Now, if you're going to be going through that process of actually getting a reserve study done or even getting a contractor to come out, it's really important that you go through that process with them and walk through and educate them on different factors you know. If you know that on Building 2, two years ago, we had to do some patchwork inside that unit on the roof, it's important for the roofer to know that information. 
because now he's going to know that maybe there's some additional deterioration inside that has to be accounted for, as well as determining of how long the useful life may be in some of the other buildings. The other important thing that you need to make sure that you're aware of is understanding what, in fact, the association is reserving for. So if your association has a reserve line item and you call it pool, is that your pool furniture, your pool equipment, or is that for your pool, you know, to have it resurfaced? Or is it for all of them? When in doubt with where some of these estimates are and what they are, go back in history, go back and figure out where this information came from. Was it based on a reserve study? Was it based on estimates? you can typically put your hand on these documents so you would know exactly what those different line items mean. If you're going through that process and you can't find that information, then you know you need some more work on this next upcoming year's budget to make sure that you get those details kind of sorted out so you don't have any types of issues coming up. It's also important that you understand the requirements of the statutes, and that's where it's really important that you continue to get your continuing education, um, obtain some of the resources from the Department of Business and Professional Regulations, um, the DBTR. They have a wonderful publication that they put out several years ago, which talks about budgets and reserves. And it's very, very informative to help the association during the budget process, as well as helping to understand some of the different reserve accounts that the association can and cannot establish. So that's a great resource. Is that free, Rain, or do you have to pay to, to get that? It is absolutely free. If you go on their website, um, there's a certain section that you can go to where it's kind of drilled down for community associations. They have all sorts of educational publications. So this one I'm talking about in particular is about budgets and reserves. They have different types of examples of notices that you'll have to publish um, or, you know, for board meetings. You know, they kind of have like a standard template. Uh, for an annual upcoming meeting of the information that you'll need to populate and fill out. It's a great resource. You can also contact the DBTR and they likely will be able to send you a CD if that's more comfortable for you, or you can go through and get the information. But it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful publication that they have about budgets and reserves, but there's tons of other useful information that they have out there. One other thing I wanted to kind of mention um, that's really important when with reserves is make sure you educate your community. Um, your community is going to have many seasonal residents who understand reserves maybe from their region or maybe they've never heard of reserves and this is just a completely new term. Do as much education as you can with your community to help them understand because once you start getting owners to understand, there's going to start to begin a little bit more unity between the unit owners and the board members and we all know that when everybody works together, so much better things are able to be able to come out of that. And your community will overall be able to be so much better than it was before. So do as much as you can, obtain your education, educate your community, and you'll really see the association develop into being the wonderful place you know that it can be. Rain, thank you for joining us today on Concerning CAMS to talk us through reserves, what not to do. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Stromer & Company? One of the best ways to get a hold of me is by giving our office a call. The telephone number is 239-433-1002. You can also visit our website at www.stromercpa.com, spelled S-T-R-O-E-M-E-R-C-P-A.com. 
Or you can try to contact me directly via email at rain, R-A-Y-N-E-M, at stromer, S-T-R-O-E-M-E-R-C-P-A.com. Thank you, Rain. We'll include this contact information in the episode notes for our podcast today.